Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Get Clean Podcast. I'm your host, Khalil Sharad, and this is episode 94. In this episode, I'll be interviewing Landry Pedden. Landry has her level two CrossFit, Precision Nutrition Level One. She's a sleep recovery and behavior stress management, women's hormones, and women's gut health specialist. She's conjugate powerlifting certified, Kabuki coach certified through USPA. She's a boy mom, nine year Army veteran in chemical operations. Uh, professional making grown men cry <laughs> and she's elite level powerlifter so hope y'all enjoy and let's get clean okay so just tell everybody who you are and uh, what you do and go, go from there all right hi i'm landry Veden. um i am an elite level powerlifter and strength and nutrition coach um i'm based out of ohio but i do primarily most of my work online um so I can have a broader reach. Um, yeah, I uh, I compete still. Um, <laughs> had a little bit more of competing than I typically would recently, but mm. with the opportunities that arose, I had to jump on it. So I'm here in one piece and <laughs> excited for the off season. <laughs> so um, just how did you get started? Like growing up, did you play sports and did you lift? And, and when did you get started with lifting? Yeah, so I started sports when I was four. Um, I got into gymnastics. That was like the first like big sport for me. I absolutely loved it. I was always a powerhouse. Um, go figure. Um, <laughs> I tumbling was my favorite event. So like floor was always like what I looked forward to. Um, but then I got into like basketball, swimming and diving, softball. Like I was on travel teams, like I played AYBT in AAU basketball. Um, I was on like a year round swim league. Um, so I was like constantly in sports. Like I feel bad for my parents because like now that I'm a mom, like I realize how busy I kept them. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so I just, I did sports all through um, school and then I joined the military when I was 18 shipped off when I was 19 and then I actually was a competitive runner when I was in the army <laughs> so yeah I used to do the army 10 miler when I was stationed at Fort Drum um, I didn't so, know they had a competition like a like not just like your basic you know whatever you got to pass but I didn't know they actually did competition okay yeah yeah we would go to DC every year and uh, run in the 10 miler and was it like uh, would you run with like like a ruck like or was it just a regular <laughs> 10 mile and everybody in the just, army? <laughs> just like, a regular so so the army 10 miler they have it every year in washington dc um civilians can sign up for it anybody can sign up for it oh, okay. but um all the different um military divisions will send teams so mm -hmm. like every year i actually had to try out for the team we would run like a six miler and like whoever had like it was like the top 20 in the division would make the team and then we would train um for half the year and then the race is always in October so then we would go down as a team in October and run so I had like my like little running outfit like running shorts mm -hmm. and a little tank top but like no rock <laughs> thank god <Yeah. laughs> and like would it be like what was it like proceeds go back to the army or something like what was like the whole point of the event or was it just bragging rights um, so just me being competitive, um, mm -hmm. I, I did chemical operations in the military and like as a female, like they, I was always at a, like 
light infantry or some sort of like combat arms base. So like deployments and stuff weren't really like something that was always like on my radar. And so I was usually in garrison and it gets really boring, (laughs) always like working in a motor pool or something. So I wanted to see different aspects of the military. So that was like one of my opportunities to be able to travel and interact with people. Um, Cause like every year with the army 10 miler, they have what's called the AUSA convention downtown in DC where they have like all that is military, like contractors, equipment, uniforms, everything. You get to see all these like cool prototypes. So it was just a really good opportunity to like network and like learn different aspects of the military instead of just like, hey, I'm in the motor pool, picking things up and moving them around. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So what made you at 18 choose to go into the military? Um, So I... I'm crazy. No, um, <laughs> I I come from a small town in Michigan, and like I graduated with 116 kids, and I did not want to stay home. Um, I come from kind of a rough upbringing, uh, neglect, abuse, and um, I wanted to get away, and I didn't want to be a hairdresser like most of my friends, or like I wasn't ready to like have kids at like 19, like. all that so um I ended up joining the military and um one of the final pushes was my grandfather um he was the like only like positive male role model that I had in my life Mm -hmm. and he actually passed away um right before I decided to join the military um and like because without him I kind of like didn't really have a reason to be home anymore Mm -hmm. so that was kind of my big push to leave (laughs) <laughs> and how, how long did you stay in the military? Nine and a half years. Nine and a half years. What what yeah. made you stop like after all that time? My um my son and um like the really bad things that I'd gone through in the military. Um mm. I was almost murdered by my son's father, my ex husband. Mm. Um, lots of domestic violence um due to several deployments that he had gone on and not got mental health Mm. help um, and became addicted to heroin after many injuries and um, battles with like TBI and whatnot because the medication wasn't working anymore. So he started to self-medicate. So I was in a very dangerous position and had to make a choice. And I got out of the military and moved out of Georgia with my son and now I'm in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, what made you choose Georgia to Ohio? So initially, I had gotten a job with Verizon after I got out of the military, mm-hmm. and I ended up at a store here in Toledo, okay. um, where I was in sales, and I was really good at it, but like it was not a great fit for me because, mm-hmm. like back then, like coming out of the military, it hardens you, and so my like personality I guess they said I was like too military because I was (laughs) not not like this bubbly flirty girl that they wanted me to be I was I like I was great with business customers because I was like straight to the point like very professional but then like your regular like Joe Blow off the streets like wow she's like I don't know like intense (laughs) so so I didn't feel like I belonged because apparently I was supposed to be this like bouncy flirty like I don't know. I'm like, that wasn't me. (laughs) 
Now, what got you from that till now coaching? So in 2016, I started to feel the effects of PTSD um, from the trauma that I went through when I was in the military. Uh, I was really good at pretending like it didn't happen until I couldn't pretend anymore, um, just like internalizing everything. So from like 2016 to... August of 2017, I became very angry and very depressed. And I lost my job at Verizon because I started having massive panic attacks, which was kind of my body would respond to the PTSD. I used to joke around that, like, I was like a fainting goat because when they would hit, I would just pass out. <laughs> Apparently, oh, wow. that was a liability. Um, <laughs> but uh, I ended up finding my way into CrossFit. And mm that was my initial kind of like start and it saved my life and I decided once I learned enough there as like an athlete I pursued my L1 initially um to become a coach and because helping other people has helped heal me mm -hmm. um and so from there I just continued to develop <laughs> like I want to learn like I love learning I'm like such a nerd so like mm -hmm. It's yeah, so go from there. So now you got your level one mm -hmm. and, you know, now you like now you're competing in powerlifting and you train mm -hmm. lifters and all that. So then obviously got put on to uh, probably all the West Side and the conjugate stuff and all that. So like, <laughs> how did how did you go from the CrossFit level one to now? OK, yeah. So CrossFit, like I initially like that was like saving of my life. And then I've always been really strong and. Mm -hmm. I had a buddy reach out that had started following me on Instagram years ago and was like, dude, like you're way too strong for CrossFit. Like you should try powerlifting. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. Because like when my senior year of high school, my gym teacher was actually the football coach and he was also the powerlifting coach at my school. And he made oh, wow. me do powerlifting for like a season. Um, and he would have me train with the football guys because I was so strong and like but it was like terrible like he was an awesome dude but like his idea of like powerlifting practice was like go in the gym and he's like uh squat or something and I'm like uh. <laughs> you know so I was like this is like the dumbest thing ever like it was like your typical like high school like unorganized whatever um so when my buddy was like you should do powerlifting I was like no that's so dumb and so he's like <laughs> you need to go to Arnold with me. So I went to the Arnold with him um, in 2018 and he took me to like watch the XPC and all that. And I was like, oh, well, that's different. That's like <laughs> not what I was expecting. And so then you he got the Kmart me. experience in the beginning turned you off. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I was like, this is so stupid. Um, but then I ended up like falling in love with it and he got me connected with a team locally here in Toledo. Um, and then I started training. So I started powerlifting in May of 2019 and did my first competition. It was a local competition here, actually, at the CrossFit gym that I still coach at, Glass City CrossFit, um, in September of 2019. Um, and I trained with them for quite some time, um, up until it would have been May of 2021. I was with them. And that was more of like the 531, like linear um, and then I left that team and ended up by chance, like meeting my coach, uh, Shane Sweat, because 
we had a okay. rack over at our old team's uh, garage. Like they had their own gym and we didn't have room in our garage. Cause like we, we already have an elite FTS combo rack and we went over there too. So I decided to list the, the combo rack on Facebook marketplace and Shane's the one that reached out. And it was kind of funny. Cause like, I was so new to powerlifting. Like I like really didn't like know, yeah, no. like uh, who people were. So like, I see this guy that's like from Cincinnati and he's like, Hey, I'm a gym owner down there. Like, you know, can I come up? Like my family's from Bedford. I'll like pick it up or whatever. And I was like, who is this guy? I'm like, do you think he's legit? And like, <laughs> like John was like, I don't know. Like, cause he didn't know who he was either. And then like, I, of course, like Google, like Google him. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and so Shane came to our garage and like, we talked for hours and like, that's kind of like how I fell into like the conjugate way of training. And mm-hmm. I've just absolutely loved it. Like when I started with Shane, like I had so many injuries, like my right shoulder was so jacked up that I like couldn't even like lift my arm over my head and like mm. benching was excruciating. Like, which is pretty crazy because like, you only started lifting what two years, like lifting for power two years and you were already yeah. that banged up already. Right. So yeah. Yeah. All that repetitive motion. <laughs> and so what, so what was the, uh, like you said, you were doing five through one, which is kind of like, I, I like to tell people it's like what I uh, use with a lot of like the beginner lifters that I have, like especially my young kids, because a lot of times it's like easy for them to just put on a lot of mostly mass and then basically yep. get good at like using a bar. But like for the older people, it's like, or once you've been lifting a pretty good amount of time, it's like you got to kind of graduate from that. So yeah. like, what what were you kind of doing then versus even now or, or, or just when you started with Shane that like you think were some of those big major changes between the five through one style you were doing? So the five three one was really beating me up because mm-hmm. like I came into powerlifting already pretty strong. Right. Um, so like the percentages that I was having to take on at like those, like those waves were a little aggressive for what I was ready mm-hmm. for. Because although I like when I first started powerlifting, I was a 300 pound plus squatter. I was already pulling almost 400 and I was benching over two. So I wasn't a true beginner, but then it was like, I needed a lot of technique work. I needed a lot of like, just dialing things in that I didn't necessarily get from the linear. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I was so beat up because it's like, you know, I was getting to the point where I was like coming in to do like a five by five on squat. And it was like, you know, my percentage was putting me at like 375 and I'm like, uh, I don't know if I could do that because like right. I'd fall apart. And but I like I'm very stubborn, and so mm. I'm like, all right, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just getting beat into the ground, and then like the confidence of it too was like very hard for me because I would have some days where like it was fine and I could come in and I could do the work, and then there was other days where I would just get crushed, mm. and then my confidence was just shot because I'm like, oh my god, am I not strong? Like I should be able to do this because it's like it's only supposed to be seventy five percent, but like I'm dying. Like what's going on? Right. Um. So getting away from that and going into conjugate with Shane was just like a huge game changer because, like, like I said, when I came to him, I was broken. I had um like some T spine issues. I had my shoulder issue, um. And being able to do all the different variations to constantly be changing things up was like a godsend for my body. And also um, becoming fitter 
so like that's like the big thing is like when I went to my first team you know I was like 160 pounds when I started because I came from CrossFit well my old coaches wanted me to be like the big heavy girl like the mm -hmm. big strong girl so they bulked me up to 181 well it wasn't a healthy bulk like it was like mm -hmm. just eat whatever and just get fat and like whatever yeah. um and I was miserable I was out of shape I was so uncomfortable and then like Shane was like no like you don't you don't fill out the 181 class because like you've seen me in person I'm not that big um I mean I'm like very muscular but like I, I don't fill out the 181s. Like I barely really? at this point fill out the 165s, which is where I compete now. Um, Cause like at my level, most people think I'm like 148 cause then like my build, but um, so he's like, we need to get you to 165. And then just the volume and the, the athleticism that he exposed was just huge for me. Cause like, I've always been a speed athlete, um, you know, agility you know with basketball with gymnastics you know that explosive mm -hmm. I needed that um so that has been the biggest thing I think with conjugate that has helped me as an athlete and also the confidence because I used to be terrified to max out like I would always get mm -hmm. in my head it didn't matter and then like the conjugate way like it became fun and exciting because right. I'm like, ooh, like I want that five pound PR, like, right. you know, but when I first started, I was scared. Like I would tell Shane, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And he's like, you're gangster. You got this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so it just kind of developed over time. So now it's like, I get excited to like push the limits and like some of the things that I've been able to do. I'm just like, holy crap. Like, how is it even possible? <laughs> like, now, when you, when you started, the five through one of you started com uh, competing what were your numbers yeah. before that what were your numbers at the end when you finished or when you stopped five through one and you started with Shane and then like what are they are now so I guess it's like a beginning middle and like now yeah okay so my first meet I hit a 314 squat uh 214 bench and 385 deadlift mm -hmm. And then, so that was 2019. And then my last, like my best meet after that, um, I ended up with my best squat and comp was 413. And then best bench and comp was 237. And then best deadlift was 435. Okay. So about 100, 100 pounds. Well, yeah, 100 pounds on my squat. What? My bench, what? I don't know, math, 20 pounds, something like that. Yeah, something like that pounds. Yeah. And then deadlift was how many? 40, 40, 50, 55 pounds, something like that, 60 pounds. I don't know. Um, but then, like, getting with Shane um, and Conjugate, I mean, when I first started, my numbers kind of were going backwards because I was injured. But right. then after the first year, I mean, Pro Am this past year, I hit a 529 squat and wraps, mm. um, 259 bench, and 545 deadlift. So, Ooh. pretty big improvements. In Why do you think the deadlift went up so much? Um, well, I deadlift is my favorite for one. Mm. <laughs> um, Me too. It's the only one mm. I don't have to think about. I just pick it up and put it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> But I think that the work that Shane had done with me 
um, with the bands and the chains, like the different deadlift mm. variations really was a game changer for me because like the old way that I trained, I mean, every once in a while they would throw some bands on there, but it wasn't anything like how like Shane would program. Um, so just like working the different ranges of motion um, and also just building that confidence. I mean, like the, the upper back work that he does and the posterior, like even like the core work, like my abs have gotten so much stronger because like he programs so much core work. Like, like I, my best decline zercher sit up, which like is soul crushing, but like I hit 235 because he said like, once I can start hitting in like the mid twos, like I'll pull 600 easily. Cause it's like, that's mm -hmm. where I break on the deadlift when it gets closer to 600 because like my low abdomen um, will be the first part that will go out. So that's like really like the weakness we've been working on because the rest of it's pretty strong. But when he does I those zerchers, really does he have to, does he hand you the bar? I always wonder mm -hmm. that when people go heavy, how do you? So I rest it on the pins so that I'm like loaded up and ready to go. And then I just mm -hmm. fire into it. On the pin. So like you park a decline into like a regular rack or something? Yeah, and then you then you go like that, and you just come forward. Yeah. Oh, yep. okay, okay. Yep, that oh, way you don't okay. have to have anybody hand it to you, and then you can really like push the weight on there. Okay. But those are. I think so I may hard. have seen Laura maybe have done something like because I was always wondering like how do how do people do it heavy? Uh -huh. I think she did do it like that. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. So I'm always oh, yeah. like, yeah. How, the, how no do you way. shimmy yourself? Because you're trying to. Go uh, into the decline like that. Dude, I would like <laughs> lose my head. Like if somebody was like handing it to me, like oh, nope, not happening. Um, and then now, do you think with the squat, do you think it was there was more of you got to not kill yourself every week doing those crazy percentages, <laughs> or do you think it was like maybe uh bringing up some weakness that you had not exposed, or is it like more of a combo of both? I would say it's probably a combo of both um, mm -hmm. because again, like <clears throat> with the old linear way, there really wasn't many variations. It was either I would squat with a straight bar or a bow bar or an SSB and that yeah. was it. Like it was just, but you would always be just squatting. Like every once in a while we'd throw maybe some chains on there, bands, but again, nothing like I do now. Um, but then like when I got with Shane, it's like the box squats, like the box squats was like a game changer for me because when I first started, I had no, butt, I had no hamstrings. Like it was sad. I was like all quad <laughs> and, um, I mean, coming from CrossFit, right, um, yeah. but his like big attack was like the, with the box squats, like building the posterior, <laughs> you know, hitting the different ranges of motion. Like I hate Anderson squats so much because if you take <laughs> my speed away, like I die. So he likes yeah. to program those. And I'm like, thank you for humbling me. Like, but mm -hmm. it's like, I've got to work on my weaknesses. And that's what I love about conjugate is that there's so many different variations because like every athlete is different. So you get the opportunity to like hit different ranges of motion and like really find those weak points. And yeah, that was a big thing with my squat was like being able to do the different ranges of motion and like figuring out like, what is the most optimal position? Like my feet, my, you know, my setup, you know, like one day it was really funny because I kept losing my, my T-spine. Like I would always like when the bar got like so heavy, I would just like lose in my upper back. And <laughs> one day it was so funny. I like go into the sweatshop and like, I hit, like, it was like, 
I think it was 585 um, with reverse bands and like it was like butter and I didn't break at all and Shane's like what did you do different mm-hmm. and because usually at that weight I would have like started to kind of crumble and I was like oh I widened my grip on the bar <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. seriously but mm-hmm. it was like just little tweaks like that just finding out like what's optimal and then also you know getting out of that like everything has to be perfect all the time because like squat was like so mental for me I was like oh my god if I don't have the right squat bar if I don't have the right like if the day didn't go absolutely perfect to plan like I'm not gonna be able to do this and it's like with conjugate it's like now I don't even care like because I've used so many different bars and so many different things and it's like (laughs) now I'm just like ain't nothing but a thing so confidence and then it's really challenging like the different ranges of motion and getting more comfortable and also the volume because it's like you know I would come in and just do like a couple squats you know maybe like a three by three and then like a couple accessories and call it a day and it's like well that didn't really like give me as much as what I probably needed so being able to do like speed work where you actually get to work on technique and being explosive but not being crushed by the weight has really helped a lot what does your speed work look like what um percentages would he primarily use and and did that change from when you first started to now so um percentages have been pretty much the same um because like when i started like i said i was already kind of established i was still mm-hmm. new but the strength was there and right. i've always been a pretty decent mover um because i've always taken technique pretty seriously um, so Shane was excited cause it, there wasn't a whole lot of like foundation we needed to lay. It was already there. It was just getting me fitter and getting me more confident really. Um, so, I mean, for straight weight, it would be like for squats, it would be like a 12 by two or 10 by two at like 70%. And then the next wave would be 75. And then the final wave would be like a 10 by two at 80%. Um, and what is that sh- straight in? accommodating resistance what is a split so it would usually be like 50 55 60 and then okay. like either 25 percent or 30 percent of the accommodated okay and for bench squat deadlift mm-hmm. um which one would use chain band and like what's kind of like the ratio is it like most of the time band and it's sometimes chain and then depending on which one which move about would it be it would be about even like okay. um he rotates through that quite quite um evenly regularly like you, we might have a week where it's like squat against chain but then deadlift would be against bands and then or it might okay. like flip flop something like that and then bench for speed work or even max effort it would either be like straight weight one week and then maybe like bands the next week and then change the following week and then switch like it, it like never was like a all right we're just going to focus on band work here for a while and then okay. which i what think about, that's like oh sorry oh no yeah, you're go, good go, go, i go. just i just like that like the always like changing it up like you don't get bored <laughs> um now what about like on your speed day what was the ratio between using a box versus free squat so way more box work for me um than free squatting Mm -hmm. um especially on speed days because i think like to keep me healthy um limiting that range of motion and my posterior was the weakness 
So Mm -hmm. we really hammered box squats quite a bit. Um, In prep, though, obviously, it's more of your comp squat. um, How long is your prep that you usually do? um, 10 weeks. 10 weeks, okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, and that's including, so it's nine weeks of lifting, one week of rest and recovery. There's like blood flow day, but other than that. What do you do that, like twice a year? two to three times, times do you compete? <laughs> typically yeah this year was a little different but yeah <laughs> i i like to compete just twice a year because i'm okay. older and my body's like nah. <laughs> nah, right. so like you say like maybe like 20 weeks of the year you're free squatting 30 weeks out of the year essentially box squatting yeah okay um on the box squat is the stance the same as your free do you switch stances within a workout or do you go through blocks working like just close or just wide or just ultra wide? So it depends. Um, he'll be very specific, but for the most part, I was always squatting pretty wide because mm-hmm. we were trying to focus on the glutes and hamstrings and like really exploding up off the box. Um, but sometimes he'll program like narrow stance or comp stance, you know, low box, like we would change the box height depending on what, we were really trying to target because like once I started getting to the point, like at a certain height where I was just like not even being challenged, then he'd be like, okay, take like a mat or two away. So now we're going to do a lower box squat, especially because like I am a raw lifter. So I need to be below parallel. (laughs) Um, So, but yeah, just changing it up that way. Um, And I would do, you know, SSD box squats, straight bar box squats, full bar box squats, front squat box squats, so like every every different variation you can think of. And how quick would you rotate the bar? Would you guys do one three week wave with that bar, or would you do like how Louis sometimes right where it's there's nine weeks total of using the same bar, but the percentages, sets, and reps may change three different times. So with him, we do three week waves. So it'll mm-hmm. be one variation for three weeks, and then we'll switch to a different one. And had, did, did, was that always from the, the same from the start till now or did mm-hmm. you? Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Bench, um, like speed bench always changes. Like the variation okay. is always different every single week. Um, but with uh, the speed lower days, it was always like the deadlift variation would always change, but the the squat variation would be the same for three weeks and then it would change. On wait, you saying on dynamic day the variation yeah. that would change every week yep. or every three weeks? So deadlift would change every week. So oh, wow. okay. yeah, because I would do speed squats and then go right into speed deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so the speed squats would always be for the three week wave of whatever that bar and um, accommodated resistance if there was any, and then my speed pulls would be different every single week. Like I might do like banded rack pulls one week or deficit against bands or chains like whatever whatever he's feeling like challenging me with <laughs> and it would it be it would be speed dead too the same and mm-hmm. the same kind of you know 50 55 60 plus 25 did he say yeah. why though that he would switch it every week instead of build for three weeks and then then switch it? no he didn't but just because i haven't heard I that mean, one before that is interesting yeah i mean i don't know i mean it, it worked <laughs> whatever yeah, he did <laughs> Do you know, like, would he have a few variations that he was kind of keeping, though, and, like, addressing probably that same weakness that you were talking about? Or was it kind of like one week it'd be a block pull and the next week it'd be a deficit? 
Um, yeah, it would be one week is like a black hole. One week would be a deficit. Um, mm-hmm. I know like for me, my weakness is definitely off blocks or rack pulls. Like, mm-hmm. cause like, well, I mean, most people are like, they set the, the pins too high on rack pulls. They're like, I pulled mm-hmm. 700 pounds. I'm like, yeah, you pulled it like an inch. Like right, we would yeah. do like pin to um, rack pulls. So it would be like just off the floor. Um, cause like for me, it's like, I usually have really good speed off the floor. Cause I have really good leg drive. It's like my deficit deadlifts are really strong. Like I pulled 500 the other day, like pretty casually, um, off a three inch deficit. And I'm like, I don't know, but like block pulls, I like really struggle cause I don't have as much leg drive in the movement. And for the block pulls and the rack pulls, is it? um always sumo or conventional or do they switch too that switches as well um i'm a conventional puller um Mm -hmm. my hips hate me so sumo is not my friend Mm -hmm. um but i we do work a lot of sumo in the off season which Mm -hmm. um a lot of times with like rack pulls like i'll pull conventional for the actual rack pull like speed pull work but Mm -hmm. as an accessory we have like hill program like banded like bands only max band uh, sumo rack pulls we usually do Ooh. like sets of 20 of those i love those like i hate them but i love them because like i mm. need them um mm. but i'll do different variations with sumo like sumo off block sumo with chains bands like whatever that looks like in the off season but when i get into prep it's all conventional unless it's an accessory um how often are you guys using straight bar versus specialty bar on the squat and bench on the dynamic days um so more specialty bars than anything especially Mm -hmm. in the off season um just a lot of ssb and squat um a lot of like cambered bar too like um he'll do a lot of like giant cambered bar stuff which i like that bar is like so like it's such a challenge for me, but I love it. Yeah. Um, and then with I that, off the box is a little scary. Yeah, but I love it. I'm like, don't fall on your face. Like, uh. especially when he programs like the giant camber bar against like chain and then bands yeah. pulling forward. I'm like, forward, eh, yeah. I'm gonna die here. Like, yeah. it's fine. Um, <laughs> like that on rack, you're just like, ooh. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then bench. I mean, we do a lot of straight bar work, um, a lot of bow bar. Uh, every once in a while, we'll do like football bar. Mm-hmm. But I think bench would probably be mostly straight bar. Maybe and throw like a bench block in there or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys do much either pin pressing or board pressing? A lot. Yeah. So lots of dead pressing, um, lots of pin presses. Um in prep, mostly you'll see a lot of like the one board, two board, um, but he'll do a lot of that like accessory work. Because um, a lot of times, like I'll do my main bench piece, and then like the next accessory might be some kind of bench variation where it's like, you know, um, four by six at like with a two board or something like that. Okay. Um, what are the, I mean, it is may have taken a while for him to like kind of figure it out, but. Do you, did you guys establish like a, a good rotation of like four to five main uh, lifts to choose from on max every day for your squat benches and deads? Or is it still you see a lot of new ones or, or is there like, OK, 
I have my one board, I'm often going to try to get that or my two board. It, that's kind of in the rotation a lot. Like, are there some that you see very, very often? Um, no, actually, like he okay. spreads it out pretty well. Like, so I'm hitting different maxes on lots of different variations. Like it might be similar, mm. um, but there'll be some sort of like change. Like, it, like if it's like an SSB box squad, it might be like straight weight one time and then like against, you know, whatever percentage in chain or whatever percentage in bands or to a foam box instead of a hard box, like things like that, um, you know, with the squat variations, like there'll be reverse bands sometimes, there'll be like against chains bands, um, Anderson's, um, he'll throw like good different types of good mornings in there, like Anderson good mornings or like out of chains or, mm. you know, with the giant camera bar, the SSB. So it's always like a little different. I usually won't see a repeat for a few months. So, yeah. Now, uh, talk about how much hypers does he make you do a week? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, almost every max effort, lower day, I'm doing reverse hypers of some sort. Um, usually kind of like in the middle of the workout, just to kind of calm everything down. And it's different variations of those two. Like sometimes he'll program like sets of 20 with like, whatever percentage of my one rep max deadlift. Um, sometimes they'll be strict reverse hypers. Sometimes they'll be like top half reverse hypers or like single mm. leg reverse hypers. Like there's always like some sort of variation. So it's not just like the same right. all the time. What type but of that's really helped you me. have? Um, so I have the rogue, um, not the not the combo one it's just the regular whatever the, the one middle. That, the handles do they move can you move them or is the one with the two handle it's just it's like the one set, that two the, hand. set two handles yeah okay it's okay. like and the middle option like not the super fancy one did, not did the, you get the one with the roller or just the strap just the strap okay yeah if you had that roller he probably maybe i don't know if you've been on uh, the roller hyper before yeah, that's yes just, that's Oh, it's terrible. So <laughs> <laughs> um, he programs those when he knows that I'm coming down there. How about ab work? Like you talked about like you do so much abs. How many days a week do you do? And like what are what do you have like a heavy day or a low time day and then a high rep, high time day? Like how does that work? So abs pretty much every day. There's some sort mm -hmm. of ab work. Like for me, lots of obliques. Because, like, when I cut down from 181 to 165, I got real little in the middle and it wasn't working very well, especially mm -hmm. for my squat because I couldn't support all of that weight because my midline was too small. Um, so, lots of oblique work. Um, and it's usually always heavy or like pushing towards heavy. So, like, um, I'll do like, Say like leg raises he'll always like say like add ankle weights or something like that or do do it against bands or you know decline sit-ups like always adding weight like you'll see a lot of times like i'll like hold a plate behind my head or like i'll be doing something against bands um usually like maxing on abs happens on our uh, max effort lower day um mm. that's usually going to be some kind of like one rep max or three rep max of something 
Um, one of the hardest ones that he makes me do, but I do like it because I used to be a gymnast, is um, L-sit. Like, I have to, oh, like, yeah, acquire, like, three <laughs> minutes of L-sitting, and it's, like, so hard. <laughs> but it's, like, <laughs> I'm going to do this one day, like, three minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> My best is a minute. So we're working on it. What do you do? Do you do it with the hanging ab straps or like in the captain's chair? Like how do you do the Elsa? So Shane actually has parallel like pipes. Oh, wow. Because okay. like he has CrossFit conjugate or had CrossFit conjugate. Right. Um, so he's got all the CrossFit stuff there. So I'll usually do that. Otherwise, like I have um, plyo boxes at home that I'll just use that and okay. um, prop myself up that way. Um, how about conditioning? Like when you first started versus now, how much are you doing? Oh man, a lot. <laughs> so I was so out of shape when I started with Shane. Cause like, like I said, my old coaches wanted me to be like the big strong girl, which is cool, but I did not do much cardio. Like I did at first, like uh, when COVID happened because like, so with my PTSD, like my coping mechanism in the past was isolation. So that was like mm. a really scary time for me because like I wasn't able to see my clients mm. and I wasn't able to like go anywhere. So I started doing like conditioning videos like outside and like in my garage by myself. So I did get some cardio then, but then like once the world opened back up, like we went back to, huh what's cardio um yeah, yeah 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 but then shane like i mean just the speed work alone is like major conditioning like i noticed i was like so out of shape when i started with him but like there's a lot of like sled dragging a lot of like belt squat marching ssb banded marches um twice a week um doing like a special exercise day there's always some kind of cardio there whether it be like rowing or biking or like imams, things like that. So I'm always, I would say at least four days a week, I'm doing some kind of cardio, uh, whether it be barbell involved or just body weight or dragon sleds. My neighbors are hilarious because like the first time I was like pulling a sled down my, my road, like there's this lady, she's like in her nineties and she like pulls up and she's like, don't hurt your back. <laughs> and now it's like they see me going up and down the street and like she'll drive by now and she's like <laughs> <laughs> it's so um, cool. <laughs> how do you train your clients if any bit different than like how Ch uh, Shane has you on program so I definitely take a simpler approach because most of my athletes are more in the beginning to like right. novice phase so I don't want to overcomplicate it I like for me, like I can handle the variations changing quite often, but for them, kind of like how you mentioned earlier in the video, like I, I try to pick just a couple of staple ones based on what they need to work on so that they're not getting overwhelmed. Like, oh my God, I have like all these like variations. I don't know what my max is. I don't know like how to set this up. Like, you know, I just try to make it like pretty simple. Um, but I'll do more of the variations with the accessories, like trying to keep that interesting and targeting their specific weaknesses. Um, what about mobility work? Do you, do you do any and do your clients do any? 
So I definitely encourage them to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I do it probably not as much as I should. I'm trying to get better about it, um, especially after getting rhabdo in August. Like my body really took a beating from that. What's that? Rhabdo. Oof, yeah. Painful. So what they think is it's um, it was stress induced um, because I like to burn the candle at both ends go figure um and I train like a psycho so like I will literally push through anything like for my goals and I need to be better about that but I like to take on too much like I was you know training for a comp um I was meet directing refereeing I'm on the USPA foundation sponsoring athletes coaching being a mom all the things and it was really hot this summer and training in my garage um Oh, now I know. I've I've seen some football kids that got run to death by their coach. At least you choose. You kind of put it on yourself. They had no option. I did. The coach was being an idiot. (laughs) No, it was my fault. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, I can do this, and like, I started having really bad pain in my my quads, Mm -hmm. and um, I did go to the VA. Um, to get looked at and they are not well equipped for athletes or females for that matter um really why so not I got, females because so it's interject. mostly men no you're fine um at least like here in like the Toledo area like okay. it's very rare to like walk in and see like a female in there um especially an athlete um so like my primary care doesn't even know what pre-workout is I'm like it's fine like oh oh wow. um, now you saying like is it is it like lack of knowledge or is there no like female doctors and nurses in the VA hospital? I think it's a not lack that of I don't knowledge. know or just lack of knowledge. So even the females in there, they still, they don't really know. No, no. And you're saying like they, general stuff and as well as like the at, like before you get into like, they don't know how to train athletes, but even like handling females, it's not even good. Yeah. It's not like well, women's health so, is trash. Like, sorry, VA, but I'm going to say it like they, they don't understand like, I, um, I had some really major issues with health. Um, I actually went postmenopausal far too young. I was 36 mm. and I had gone to the VA several times. Cause I was telling them like my depression was really getting bad. My body was hurting really bad. I had no energy. Like I was having night sweats, like all these things. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on with me. And like I had blood work done and it came back and my levels were completely tanked. And they told me that that was perfectly normal. Mind you, I hadn't had a cycle since I was 23. So, what? yeah. And they told me, oh, well, it's because you were on birth control. And I'm like, that's what? no. What? <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't, don't know. Even, I know how... that shit. That's a dumbass answer. <laughs> right. And I wasn't like back when it like stopped coming, like I wasn't <laughs> like, um, doing anywhere near the physical activity that I am now. So they like, cause they were like, well, maybe you're just like training too hard. And I'm like, I wasn't <laughs> back then. Like, mm-hmm. but they were like, no, that's normal. And then, you know, when I found out that I was postmenopausal, like, that's horrible, especially like as a competitive athlete, like if you don't have hormones in your body, like that's like a catastrophic injury waiting to happen yeah. because there are so many functions in the body that need these hormones that are important and like I had asked if they would cover like hormone replacement therapy and they're like no so I had to go to a clinic in Ohio to get help because they wouldn't help me 
So mm -hmm. the the care that I should be getting from the VA, like I'm paying out of pocket because they won't help. Right. And that's crazy. <laughs> it's like, are you supposed to get the, at least that benefit from being in the military? Then they do a poor job of helping you end up having to still come out of pocket and go and do more work and yeah. discuss your shit with people that don't know you at all. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It's so frustrating. Um, oh, what did I just ask? I did the work. Um, what about recovery methods? Is there anything that you do and your you have your clients do that you suggest? Oh yeah. So as a nutrition coach, one um, definitely recovering with food and hydration. That's like my number one. Um, because to me, getting my nutrition dialed in has been an absolute game changer. That was honestly one of the reasons I bounced back so quickly from having rhabdo. It was because I knew what to do to combat that muscle damage and all the things to get recovered as quickly as possible. Um, but then beyond that, um, I have a membership at a local place here in, uh, well, it's in Perrysburg called Restore Hyper Wellness. Um, they have hyperbaric chamber therapy, which I did for a straight week after I had rhabdo to repair the muscle tissue. Um, they've got cryotherapy. Uh, red light therapy, sauna, like I do all of that stuff. Um, I'm, I'm sponsored by a company here in Toledo that is like a 24 seven, like sauna place. Like they do, like hmm. you can do indoor cycle yoga, like all that. Um, so I take that very seriously and like IV therapy, like I love, like, you know, when I start to feel depleted, anything like that, like I'll go and get an IV usually like once a month just to kind of perk myself back up and get what I need. Um, but I encourage my clients to do the same thing, like just take care of your body, especially with like what we do. Um, I get body work done regularly. Like I drive six hours round trip almost once a week to go see Doc McDougal in Indiana um, for chiropractic. Um, I do oh, you body said, you work. Go see him. I didn't know that. I do. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's really that nice. good. He's oh, amazing. Man. Yeah. Like I will drive that far to go see him on a regular basis because like nobody in this area can even come close to what he's done for me. Um, I actually got x-rays with him February of this past year. And then I just got some more done uh, two weeks ago and my, the curvature in my spine and the offset in my hips has almost completely gone away. Um, did you have a form of scoliosis or did you just have a little bit of curvature? Oh, you almost, yeah. Okay. Borderline from, I think, just like wear and tear of like sports and being a gymnast. Like it, I was presenting like I was a gymnast. Like my body mm. was like, meh. Right. That's why we retire young when we do gymnastics. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So what does uh, uh, Dr. McDougall primarily do with you? Does he do a lot of adjustments? What does he do? He does. Um, yeah, like he's very like evidence based. So that's what I really like about him. Cause like so many chiropractors like won't even do imaging, like you'll just right. go in and they'll like roll you and like crack, 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 like have a nice day. But he like from the x-rays that he's taken from, um, the past, he'll go through all of his notes and like, he knows exactly what areas need to be moved in which direction. Like he's very, very calculated. And I really love how like he'll explain to me like what he's doing and why he's doing it. Um, so I've actually learned quite a bit from him. Um, even more body awareness on like my part, um, you know, like paying attention to those little shifts that might be happening and like how to correct them. And 
Um, he just has like different therapies too, like um, for me to take home uh, to do on my own. <laughs> so mm -hmm. he gives me homework. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, what are some challenges being a female lifter and a female coach? So I think um, it's, sorry, my dog is going crazy. You're good. Um, <laughs> somebody just came in. Um, a challenge as a female athlete and female coach. Um, I think <sighs> some of it, I would say the negativity, like the, um, so I try to be like approachable in the community and supportive and just like show kindness because like I've been in a position where people have not been so kind to me and I want to help other people. And I feel like as a female athlete, like a lot of times, and I haven't had too much issues with it in the powerlifting arena. I was more so in CrossFit, um, the cattiness, like the feeling threatened um, and like being mean to one another because like, mm. oh, well, that girl's stronger than me. Uh, mm. I don't want, I don't want to be friends with her or like the sabotage, I guess, if you will. Um, and then he's like a female coach, um, Sorry, can you? <laughs> um, and then um, as a can I let him out real fast? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm so sorry. One second. Cradles outside, Bubba. Come on, come on. You take him outside. Go outside. <sighs> Okay. Sorry. You're good. Okay. You're good. He's going outside now. Um, <laughs> my friend Alexis is here, so he was like reading. Yeah, who's, who the fuck is that? He's doing his job. Yeah, he's doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's he's behaving, but I'm like not right now, buddy. Um. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So challenges as a female coach, I would say, um, for me anyway, it would be boundaries being respected. Um, because I do have that nurturing, um, like want to help everybody, like personality that I think sometimes like people take advantage of that and think that I work 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. Yeah. And trying, like my I, wife does deals with that. I've been trying to tell her something. Hey, you guys stop being so damn nice. Yeah. Like, that's what makes y'all yes. good. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, it's just like in your nature to be more nurturing. So it's like, I get yeah. it. You, you're a coach who's supposed to help people. Then you're a woman, so you're more nurturing. And then people are yep. like, I'm going to take advantage. <laughs> yes. And it's like, I love them, but like, I get so tired because like, it's like, I have specific business hours for a reason. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't make that much money as a coach. Like, I don't think you'd want to be working like 24 seven for like $4 mm -hmm. an hour when you really like break down the cost. Right, you know right, what I mean? right. Like, you're paying for programming. Uh, it's like, bro, you, you, you need to be charge as much as in my one-on-one the amount of times you ask me damn questions <laughs> seriously yeah it's it's I would say that's probably the hardest part like I haven't I haven't really had like too many like negative experiences um but yeah it would just be like having people like not take my kindness for granted <laughs> mm -hmm. you know what are your um like what are your goals as far as like coaching like what do you want to keep doing like do you want to do you ever want to think of opening your own spot or do you just want to keep growing just like how many your like roster of clients so i think maybe one day opening my own 
space. Um, mm-hmm. Just like with the way things are right now, it's so unstable that like I've yeah. kind of gotten away from that a bit. I mean, I do train people out of my garage now. So I kind of like have my own space, if you will. Um, But I mean, just not officially. But I really do love the online because like for me being such a busy person, like a mom and then like the level of competitions that I do, like being tied to a physical job is going to be very hard for me um, because of like I, I am doing those bigger pro meets around the country and like if I'm running a gym and training people in person all the time it's gonna be really hard to do that um but as far as like the coaching goes I I really kind of like I love strength coaching I think it's it's awesome but I really want to expand the nutrition side of things because Mm -hmm. I think that that's like the biggest struggle that so many people have And also, like, I'm really seeing so many, like, horrifying things out there, like, advice that people are giving and protocols that people are giving to these people, especially women, that could be potentially deadly. 1,300 damn calorie fucking diets, 1,300 and 10 sessions of of an hour of cardio and no lifts. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No protein. I want to. (laughs) No fat. (laughs) Not right. Like, I want to try to establish like a safe place for people to come and like get the nutrition advice that's safe for them I'm not saying I'm the best in the world or anything like that but I would really like to be one of those voices out there that is like the healthy side of nutrition not just like oh I'm just going to throw these people in a deficit and then well yeah you're going to lose weight but you're also going to lose muscle and you're going to lose strength and you're going to be miserable um so yeah so that's really where I kind of see myself you know developing as a coach is really focusing on the nutrition side of things and like still strength programming but I would really like to you know kind of make it where it's a dual service like for every client right. um because I think it's important yeah I'm lucky I have Andy to do all the nutrition so I don't have to learn yeah. <laughs> it's a lot it bores me but I know, I how know. Important it's it is. like science <laughs> like there's so much that goes into it like so many people no. think like oh you're just giving me macros like no like I need to know your health history. I need to know what like supplements you're taking. I need to know like what your history is because I need to keep you safe. It's not just like, Oh, well you want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. Here's your macros. It's like, no, like what, like what could cause X, Y, Z? Like, do you have PCOS? Do you have hormone issues? Like, you know, there's so many things. And And I I think think too, most of the people, if you're not dealing with um, professional athletes or, or like really young kids with extreme genetics, like it's going to get, had to get a lot more detail than just the macros because a lot of like the younger like kids I deal with it's like bro hit your protein they'll gain 30 pounds of muscle it's not even it's not even yeah we're talking soccer mom who has no muscle to start with no weight training experience you got to start them off on three days a week yeah that shit got to be dialed in (laughs) you know yeah she's had three kids like it's it's got that shit's got to be more detailed you know and there is a lot of people that like get one bs cert don't have any research, not an athlete, not a great coach themselves, mm-hmm. and just saying random shit. <laughs> You'd be like, yep. but they look good. And so they right. got a lot of followers, just like the weight training. But like you said, the nutrition can literally done wrong, can actually really, really affect their health permanently. Oh, yeah. You know, or so, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I work with a lot of clients with like different autoimmune diseases and cancer, mm-hmm. tumors, you know, PCOS 
perimenopause, postmenopause, like, um, you know, I've got some guys that, you know, are on TRT, things like that, where it matters. You have to be thorough. You have to be careful because these people are relying on you to keep them safe and keep them healthy. And if I'm not doing my due diligence, then like I'm doing them a disservice and I don't want to hurt anybody. And <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make them worse. <laughs> right. How have you um changed? Like when you first started, like learning the nutrition stuff, like did you, what search did you go through and like what books did you read and how have you like uh, evolved since you first started doing, adding that in? So I started kind of like working under somebody else where I was just kind of like learning from him. And then I wanted to kind of dive deeper down the rabbit hole of nutrition. So I started getting my own certifications. Like I, I decided to go with precision nutrition. I really liked how they mapped out their courses. That's the one um, I grew up, my lady has. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I love yeah, like yeah. how they put their content out. Um, I think they do a really good job. They're really thorough. So I got my um, precision level one. Um, I'm working on my level two right now. Um, I've done several different like additional kind of like not like the main course work, but like, you know, behavior, uh, mm. recovery, sleep, hormones. Um, like I've really done a lot of research on hormones. Like I listen to a ton of podcasts and um, uh, different uh uh, like audiobooks, things like that. Like I've got one that's like five hours long of just like mm -hmm. women's hormones and menopause and all of that, because that's like a big thing that I see coming up quite a bit. Um, so it's, you know, and especially like when I get another, like a new client that has like maybe a, a, a disease or a condition that I haven't had experience with, like I'm immediately like trying to find all the literature on it, you know, trying to learn like what can we do to combat this with food um because that's another thing is like I feel like especially like this day and age with you know so many people's mentality they want things to happen fast they want that yeah. magic pill they want you know what supplements can I take to just get shredded and like blah 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 and it's like I want to teach people how to achieve those goals naturally with food like I don't want to just be like take this take that and like yeah go on your way and especially too with like the complex types of clients that I work with like the health conditions you know, you've got to be really careful about like what you recommend for them um, because there's certain, you know, even like vitamin C, for instance, can interfere with a lot of different medications, um, different conditions. So it's like you got to make sure like you're not recommending like, hey, like take your vitamin C if they're like, say they've got like MS or something because there's certain medications that those types of clients have that it can actually degrade the actual effectiveness, effectiveness of their medication helping their mm. conditions, you know? So just constantly trying to learn, getting new certifications. Um, I do, um, I like the, uh, I don't know if you've taken a look at Kabuki EDU plus, they have like kind of the- I haven't, but I attended his thing on the Swiss and he was, he had like gave everybody like the link to do it, but- yeah, so what, what were you saying about it? I follow that too. Um, they've got some nutrition-based stuff on there, but they mm. also have some really good like coaching information. So like I just, anything I can do, like, you know, I love like Elite FTS, like table talk, like everything, like just right. listening to the different practitioners and 
athletes, coaches, like just the different input. Cause it's like, I feel like, you know, not one person knows everything. So yeah. learn from everyone. Like, you know, obviously there's bad information out there, but it's like, you know, like the Swiss was a phenomenal opportunity to like learn from the best. And like, I was just like a kid in a candy store. Like I was like, Oh my God, this is great. Like just doing stuff like that to keep learning is really, did you, I'm going to um, continue. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you, um, at the Swiss, was there any like cool people that spoke on nutrition, like, or hormone stuff? Like I attended, I know the Victoria's Fal Fal Falconer one and that yes. was like, I ain't smart enough to listen to this shit. God oh, damn. I was so excited about that one. I absolutely <laughs> love that one. Um, I was like, I was deep into that one for sure. Cause like, that's like a big focus of mine. Cause so many of my clients are like masters lifters or like, you know, post-menopause. So that was really cool to kind of see. And like, especially for like, even for me, like personal experience with having issues with my female hormones, cause it does matter. Like if the balance is off, like, whew, <laughs> it's not yeah. fun so like learning from her and then um what was it uh Allie's uh talk about like GPP for TRT like she was hilarious Allie what was uh, her what was her full name because I didn't do that uh, I'd have to look it up I'm like so bad with names she was like the short hair blonde like super jacked um she uh she like talks about like getting men like fit for trt so it's actually wait effective. is she the one that always wears pink on everything or something yes yeah that lady yeah 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 i still haven't listened to her stuff but she seems pretty cool oh she was hilarious um the pink, yeah the pink her, lady yeah 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 her stuff was super informative i really liked that a lot um i went to there was like one in the morning on the last day i can't remember who gave the presentation but he was, it was more so like talking about like bodybuilding, like weight cuts. Like it was like performance, like uh, comp nutrition. Justin um, Harris, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Cause I like, I, I, I was interested in that one, but then like it ended up being more like bodybuilding focused, which I do mm -hmm. coach bodybuilders, but it's like primarily what I do is like powerlifting strongman so it was like right. talking about like the prep and the water cuts and stuff I'm like yo that's not gonna work <laughs> like, yeah right right it but is like, good well, information but it's like I'm not gonna use it though so it's like ah, yeah <laughs> but it was cool just to kind of like learn their side of things because like I like learning like the dieting down and the timing and all of that and like the different yeah. supplements that they like recommend so it's cool to like learn different you know sides of things so I'm not Did like you, uh, I don't want to be just like a one did you attend stands? Yeah. yeah, the vertical diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Have you dabbled with any of this stuff or, or or taken anything from that and added it into your people? Um, I've been I've I've been familiar with the vertical diet. I've done it in the past. Um mm -hmm. I I wouldn't necessarily say like I implement it like with my clients. Um mm -hmm. I do more of like so it is a macro based, um, but not like restrictive and not like super structured because like I yeah. want to teach these people to be able to do this for the long haul yeah um I feel like I think this is good for awesome. athletes I think yeah. it's good for that can eat this like the same shit all the time like it's, yeah it's more for I feel like the hardcore already dedicated doesn't need a pa doesn't have a palate Person. Yes. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that is it's very hard especially for clients that are not like 
like how for me it's like I can eat the same I don't want to but I will I can eat the same thing for weeks at a time because it I don't I don't care about the taste I care about like the fuel for my body so like it doesn't matter um but you know a lot of clients are coming to me because like they don't know how to stay on a diet and they don't know how to eat properly so like the last thing I want to do is be like well you can't eat this 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 you can only eat this 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 every single day for the next like three months and they're gonna be like uh yeah no (laughs) so (laughs) um you know I'll give recommendations like based on their like dietary restrictions or their needs but like yeah I'm not going to be like hey like this this type of diet is going to be like what you need to do um I I like to teach people like because a lot of times people are so restrictive like naturally because they're like we've been taught such unhealthy relationships with food that like I really want to teach people how to not be afraid to change it up and be able to get creative with food, like meal prep, where you're not eating the same thing all the time, but still getting the results that you want. Well, uh, now, last thing, what are your goals for the future? For like everything? (laughs) Yeah, I guess business-wise and lifting-wise, yeah. Okay. So business-wise, like I, I would love to continue to grow. I mean, I recently did start up my own strength and nutrition coaching business um, called Alien Strength. It's Team She-Hulk. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, my clients came up with that. So we've got like the purple hair and like, you know, we got to get in character all the time. So I would love to continue to grow. I mean, I'm still in the call phases. Like I really just started on my own in September. So it's still pretty new. Um, Still like figuring out what systems work and all that. So I really like to like get to that, like when everything's like running smoothly and like systems are in place and then hopefully like the stress is less. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, But so as far as that goes, I mean, the clients that I have are amazing. Like I've got almost 50 clients on my own at this point and we're continuously growing and it's great. But then as an athlete, um, as you know, I'm like still fairly new to the sport, but I am up and coming and I have some big goals. Like Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm top 20 right now, all time at 165. Um, and that's, I've only competed in three meets at 165. Mm-hmm. So I would like to be top five. I mean, ideally, maybe one day number one, but dang it, Chrissy Hawkins, you're strong as hell. Um, <laughs> so I got some work to do, but I would really like that, you know, break some all-time world records if possible and do some more pretty cool pro meets around the country, maybe around the world. I don't know. You'll have to see. How, how far off are you from like the top five? Uh, total um not that far actually Um, like 100 a little over 100 pounds yeah okay Mm -hmm. how's your is your deadlift already higher than most of them is just the bench and the squats gotta go because i imagine that's pretty damn high for your like i'm like your deadlift is already like very hot like where is that ranked just the deadlift top 10 all time i think at one top 10 What's yeah. the bench top 10 or top five? Uh, let's see. I've got to get my bench up. That's the one. Um, Is it like three? Like three something. Yeah. Oh, We're working on yeah, that. Yeah. What about the squat? Are you close like, in the squat? It. Pretty close. I mean, you've got like the heavy hitters like Denise um, and Christy that are 
pushing six. Um, But like when, when I hit 529 in the pro-am in April, like there was still room in the tank. So, and I mean, I've hit, I've hit 620 with reverse minis um, in the off season. Um, So, I mean, obviously there was a little help there, but that's a pretty big squat uh, considering. So where is your spot right now? Um, the, so the best in comp is the 529. Um, oh, so you're not, yeah. It's, it's really like, uh, can your, can your bench get to like 280 and at the same mm -hmm. time the deadlift get to like 620 and the squat get to like 580 and then you're probably like right there. That's essentially what you got to (laughs) do. Yeah. Which it's, I know, I think that's very possible. Um, we're making some changes in the off season because, like, my next meet is in April. I'm doing um, the Ghost Clash. I was their wild card invite. (laughs) So, Mm. where is that at? Miami. Oh, nice. Yeah, get lit up for that. (laughs) Right, right. I know. I'm like, oh, it's a good excuse to be in Miami, like the perfect time of the year. Um, when you I'll be doing when you when you travel, how old is your son? Like, does he stay by himself? So he's 15 and oh, sometimes he'll go with me, but like he oh, really? like, okay. will stay back with the dogs. He like, he isn't really big into the powerlifting. <laughs> does he do any sports or anything? He does jujitsu. So, oh, okay. and he, he recently got into like rock wall climbing. So he really likes that. Um, rock wall climbing, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people love doing that. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> I did it with him the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hurt myself. Like, <laughs> 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 no crazy motherfuckers that do that free the free climbing shit. I know, yeah, crazy. no way, no way. <laughs> I got to be attached somehow, damn. Right, Mission impossible. No shit. <laughs> exactly. Like channel your inner Spider Man. You'll be fine. <laughs> now, how has been? How has been like the transition for him? Like since you've gotten to into lifting and everything. Like how is it? Does that add any stress? Like being a mom, but you're doing your own literally extracurricular sport or has it kind of been like inspiring to him to be like damn I can't let my mom just keep being that much stronger than me and shit like is it inspiring for him or like how has that been I think it it, like for the most part it's inspiring for him like Mm -hmm. I know that like he shows his friends my videos and he's like my mom's crazy strong yeah 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 yeah. um but like he won't let me program for him like he'll make up his own workouts and stuff (laughs) Uh, so there's there's still that like I'm not gonna learn the strong things from my mom okay but but I know that he is like proud of like what I do and he thinks it's really cool like when I did the American Pro like he was watching and um things like that like he'll watch the live stream when I go and do these like big meets and stuff so um but yeah he's like he's pretty like he's blossomed now because he's a freshman in high school he used to be like really really introverted and I remember like one year I did an outdoor meet in Pittsburgh and it was a Halloween themed meet mm-hmm. and he had on like this Star Wars helmet the whole time and like the <laughs> photographer like kept taking pictures of him and it just looked like he was like napping out in the office <laughs> and then like after that he's like mom I really don't want to come to any more of these <laughs> and I'm like okay that's fair. <laughs> uh, as he got into lifting himself I mean I know doing jujitsu I mean especially in Ohio there's some good there's some good fighters and stuff out there so has he, does he like lift seriously even though yes it's him programming it but yeah so he like he's been researching his own little workouts and like he's mm-hmm. learned to squat bench and deadlift 
Um, and he's actually like trying to like move well. So like he's shown me some of his lifts and like, I mean, he's not doing any like thing like heavy, but he he's trying. So, and he's like, he does a lot of like body weight stuff. Like I'm really proud of him. Like he'll um, get like his gi jacket and he'll put it over the pull-up bar and he'll do like pull-ups and stuff like that. Push-ups, um, box jumps. And like every once in a while, he'll do like some of my conditioning workouts with me. Like, Okay. I'll like program little like EMOMs or something, or we'll do like eight rounds of like bike so many calories and then so many box jumps and like keep rotating between that. And we make it kind of like a little competition, but that's like the closest that I can get to him like doing my programming. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so uh, that was all the questions I had. When you get a chance in the next like few days, could you send me like a good profile pic of you either coaching or you, are you lifting like something you're really, you really like, or even if it's like a compilation of like a few videos of you lifting anything that I can, so I can make the post really cool. And, and also like a one to two sentence bio of, of, uh, you know, your, your title and, and your search and stuff like that, or your, and it's probably like your lifts too. Okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then before I let you go tell everybody where they can find you for coaching and everything online. All right, so I have a link on my Instagram, um, Linktree, Landry Lifts A Lot on Instagram, Landry Lifts A Lot on YouTube, uh, Facebook. <laughs> um, in the Linktree, there is a direct link that will take you to my website, or you can DM me for coaching. Um, but yeah, so that's where you can find me. <laughs> hey, it was awesome having you on. Yeah, it was about Thank time. You. I feel like it was like a year making, but you know, the Swiss kick, kick, kicked it in. I told you, yeah. I got I, I got that chemo fog as the excuse. Okay, so no, you're, <laughs> good. Like, I appreciate you're not. You. There's, there's probably ten other people right now that I need to re DM. So <laughs> you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate you, and I'm really thankful that I was able to jump on here with you. And it was so cool to connect with you and your wife at the Swiss. Like, it's always like that's what I love about this community is like how it seems so big, but it's actually like not because you just you run into all these people all over the world. Like everywhere I've been, I run into somebody that like yeah. follows me or <laughs> something, you know? <laughs> so. Well, I definitely, uh, hopefully the next time when I do my seminar, hopefully I can get you out there and uh, get you to speak. Cause I'm oh, trying I to get that. more and more of the female. Cause you know, the, the problem is the same thing with like guys. Like I don't, I don't interview people that I don't think are good. And because yeah. less women go into our field, it's harder to find more women, you know? So sure. it's always like, you know, so I always tell people like, if you know a coach, send me them. So like on, even through Instagram, if you know other female coaches and stuff too, that like maybe you want to hear from, even if you don't yeah. know them, send them my way because some reason people agree to go on my podcast all the time. I don't get why, but people do. <laughs> um, but I'm just trying to highlight more people throughout the, I mean, I guess world, but you know, our country just to be like, Hey, yeah. if you're in that area, there is someone good. Trust me, you don't have to go to plan. <laughs> there is better right. options out there. You know? Right. Um, but I definitely like when, when I have my seminar, hopefully in the f winter again, this coming year, hopefully okay. I get you out there to speak as long as it doesn't probably interfere with uh, a competition. It shouldn't. I usually don't try to compete in the wintertime. Okay. Because like all the holidays and stuff, like I right, eat right. like I don't want yeah, right. I don't want to be like cutting right before meat like during Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I did that one time. My first 
my first cut to 165, I competed at the beginning of December last year. And I was like, dang it. Like I was at like Thanksgiving, like portioning out my sad little plate. And I'm like, this is all you I get have one, not even, you don't even get the second and thirds either. No, some, I only had one. I, I was like, it was so sad. I was so <laughs> mad. But then after that meet, I was like, rah. <laughs> like, <laughs> weighed in at like 162. And like, I think by like New Year's, I was like 180 something again. <laughs> I'm like, making up yeah. for this shit. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm like, I got time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was awesome having you on, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll let you know when I'll probably be posting. It'll probably be this is Sunday, probably like sometime between like Thursday, Friday, something like that. Of this okay, next cool. week. So, you need so when you just get a chance, a yeah, a couple sentence bio, and then just a good profile pick or well, definitely a profile pick, but and or if if you have like video. Cause I'll make a decision. Cause like what I've been doing, which I really like is like, I take sound uh-huh. and then I use your videos that are like cool showing you what you do lifting wise or coaching the clients and the sound from the podcast is in the background. So oh, it's like, cool. yeah, instead of you just hearing her talk about the lifts, you watch the lift that she's talking about, you know, so like uh-huh. that's a, that, that one seems to do really well. And it's like a good attention grab because then people like really, because instead of having to then go to your page to see yeah. you, they can watch you while they're listening to you. You know what I mean? So yeah. try to do double. I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to keep, keep leveling up my shit. I like you know? it. I like <laughs> so it. So if you have yeah. any like good, I know you probably got good quality because you're at the, the good meets, you know? Yeah. So yeah, send me, send me some of that. And, and, but it's still a good profile pic because I need that cover photo too. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I can do yeah. that. One of the screaming one or, you know, when you're getting the look, you know, you know, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm very animated. Adam like <laughs> would tell me because Adam's my photographer. And like he, it was so funny because like the female seats me was the first time I ever pulled over five hundred, and like I was so excited. I kept running off the platform, and he was like, right before my third pull, he's like, "Okay, first of all, don't fuck this up. Second of all, stand still." <laughs> he's like, "I need to take a picture." And so it was like I hit that lift, and like I got down on the floor, and I was just like screaming, like I was so happy. And I was like, "There, I listened." <laughs> Well, all right. I'm gonna let you uh probably take care of the big boy in the back, and uh, I'll talk to you during the week when you when you send me the stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Have a good one. Bye bye. You too. Well, that's all she wrote for this episode. I hope y'all enjoy. As always, like, subscribe, leave a review, share with friends. If you are a coach or know a coach that would like to be on the pod, please DM me on Instagram. That's K-A-L-I-L underscore S-H-E-R-R-O-D. If you'd like to donate to the GoFundMe, that's in the link tree in the bio on that Instagram page. If you want to buy a copy of my book, The Basketball Players Training Guide, that's in the link tree on my bio. If you want access to the downloadable versions of the past conjugate seminars, that's in that link tree in the bio. And uh, that's all I got for you guys. I hope you look forward to... uh, more interviews to come. And remember, stay clean. Peace.